Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, you tell a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and... Then they go listen, and then they tell a brother or sister or mom. At this point, I should have the whole world listening because I ask every day. So keep telling your friends. Keep telling your coworkers. Keep on keeping on. And also, I'm putting up daily videos. Now, you can watch on YouTube. Hi, YouTube land. If you're on YouTube, comment today. I will answer your comment. I will answer all questions in the comment section of today's YouTube video Get subscribed on YouTube. Also, tag a friend in the Instagram videos I'm putting up. I'm putting up so many Instagram videos, and they got to be worth it. I need to make them worth it. I got to make the, the juice worth the squeeze. So tag a friend, a brother, a sister, anyone with ears. Let them know. Eyes and ears. We'll take them. Very excited. Today's episode, we have your emails. We're going to do your quick hit questions at the end. I got a charcuterie chat, and I also have a coronavirus rant of the day. How does that sound to all of you? Now, before we get started, I am debating. This might be the last week of the Freed by Noon episodes. I know, cue the, the aww. I know, listen, I've enjoyed doing these, but now quarantine is being let out. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with these. It might turn into a 10-minute version on Patreon. What's Patreon, you ask? Okay, Patreon is a platform where I put out more material than I would normally put out for, a, you know, five bucks a month. You can do five bucks a month. You can get your questions answered for $15 a month. You can also get a dating app profile makeover. So if you want to go check out Patreon, this might be moving to there, and it would be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Uh Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that, or no, 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 Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, these episodes might move to there. I'm, I'm debating. I, I, listen, send me a DM. Let me know what you think of this, and maybe we can brainstorm a solution. But if you want to go sign up, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Let's do some emails. Hey, J Train, quarantine has been an interesting time, to say the least, when it comes to dating. Started talking to this guy at the end of February from a dating app. Great combos, lots in common, didn't meet before quarantine due to work, travel, and vacation. Conversations continued, witty banter over text that turned into phone calls and FaceTime calls. A month and a half in, he wants to have FaceTime sex or jerk off with, quote-unquote, help, verbal cues. Okay, I guess, how does that work? Like, like jacking off is jacking off. It it is up and down, up and down all around. I, I don't know... Like, I guess you would be going, uh, uh, like you'd be making noises to help him get off, I guess. That makes sense. I, okay, all about a good sex convo or even phone time with the right person, but isn't this pushing it since we've never met? Being in your late 30s and claiming that's not all you're looking for, how could you, how could a FaceTime hookup ever turn into a relationship? Confused and not turned on by seeing Dick via FaceTime. So I understand the question, how could a FaceTime hookup ever turn into a relationship? That could really be asked about any type of hookup. How could a one-night stand turn into a relationship? It happens. How could a FaceTime hookup turn into a relationship? 
It happens. How could a how could a guy jerking off over FaceTime turn into a relationship? I guess it could happen. I I, I don't. You are not stupid. You, the listener, you, the watcher on YouTube, are not a stupid person. If he's asking for, I would think this is actually playing into some advice I've always had. I actually think this is a good thing, you know, because then they're getting off. And if they're still coming back, at least you didn't fuck them and feel used. At least, uh, at least I always thought that we should open up a restaurant where the people could, you know, both sides call it first dates. And you take first dates there and both parties go in the bathroom and jack off before the first date. So you get to come out of the way, get it out of your head. So to me, this is actually a solution. If you're dating a bunch of guys and wondering, I, I think it's more likely that someone would jack off over FaceTime and then come back to you than someone who you gave a hand job to that was like, I don't know, now that I've thought about it. I don't know. I, I don't think this should like... I think after a month and a half of texting, I don't think he's coming from a place of like, yeah, I'm just trying to jack off on camera and get the hell out of here. Like, I don't think that's it. It also, like, if you think about it as a guy, it's not a good look. Like, what do you, like, that's not, that's not fun to watch. Guys whacking off is not sexual. It's mechanical. So he doesn't even understand how bad he will look. Like, he doesn't understand the house of horrors and the imagination that you don't really want to go down by seeing this. I guess if some music's playing and it's a slow whack, but I don't know. It doesn't seem hot or sensual to me. It'd be more hot to watch you masturbate over a FaceTime call. Like, I would, I would understand that. This is all to say that he's trying to figure out to get a way to get sexual with you. That's the real answer to the question. He wants to know, is this going in the sexual direction? And I understand where, you know, you could say, I would say this. If you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Just say, hey, that's not for me. Um, I'd much rather us go on a date first before we get sexual. But you're also letting him know an answer to his question. His question is being answered. Will Does this person want to get sexual with me? Will they put aside the embarrassment I'm willing to go through masturbating over FaceTime and actually I'm willing to chance the, the risk the chance that you're going to tape this whole thing and show your friends and be like, look at this fucking animal. He's getting an answer to his question. So will he disappear after this? I think it's more likely that he would disappear after getting turned down to FaceTime masturbate than he would if you FaceTime masturbate with him, because if you do it, then it's like, okay, at least she's thinking of sex with me. She's not opposed to some version of sex without commitment. And that's kind of what he's checking out with you. I think so. Should you do it? Should you not? Whatever you feel comfortable with. I would just not be surprised. if after you do this, the first date, he's going to say, well, come over. Well, you're at that point. I'd be like, nah, you know what? I'd rather do another date first. And you have to have a standard and stay by it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Saw my hot young boss on Hinge. Only you can help. Jared Freed, the only man I need. Absolutely love the J Train Podcast. I've recommended it an endless number of people. Let me get straight to the point. I'm a 21-year-old student who recently started interning at a startup. 
virtually. Everyone at the startup is also young, maybe two to five years older than me, and they're extremely hot. Furthermore, the manager I report to directly is a handsome 23-year-old guy. Being one of two girls in that team, the other girl is 29, not an intern, and does her own thing. I kind of got the feeling that he might be into me too, but nothing obvious. I kind of got a lot little hints when he'd smile during a Zoom cam call. Uh, okay, one smile... Hey, nice to see you. Is that flirting? I don't know. Uh, if I sent a message on Slack, LOL. Just five minutes before I wrote this email, I was on Hinge and saw him there. I froze and didn't know if I should click that X button or like a picture of his. He also had a prompt relating directly to what we do as a company. So I'm not sure if I should make a joke and reply to that. My question is, would it be inappropriate for me as an intern to like his picture or match with him on a dating app considering I'm new and started at the company about 10 days ago? We're not close as coworkers yet, and I really won't, wouldn't want to affect my job going into the future and potentially lose out on an opportunity to get hired full time. But he is also really cute and is giving very subtle si signals that he thinks I'm cute too. Any advice would be appreciated. Love the pod so much. Here's my advice to you. Don't do it. My advice to you is... Uh, First of all, beyond his subtle signs, if he's smiling at you, if he's flirting at you, like that's that's all fine. If you're getting a vibe that he's into you, you need to let him make the effort. Don't make this easy on him. Don't make the workplace hookup, the workplace relationship easy on the guy because he does, let him make an effort that has him saying that he is going to be doing things the right way. What I mean by that, he needs to make an effort that allows for this to happen publicly at work and puts his job on the line. I say this a lot. When you meet over the apps, there's no one to watch the relationship. When you meet someone at work, the work is watching over the relationship. It's somewhat protectionary. I know it can go the other way. It can go the other way that someone's using you, but I think it goes the other way when you keep things in secret. So what I'm saying is if you met over Hinge, there's the possibility that this whole thing could be kept on the sly and then all of a sudden he's being weird and, and, and cautious because he's protecting work first, you're second. You want him to like you so much that he makes you the priority and he says, you know what, work? We're together. We're cool. We're, I like her so much that I'm willing to have it maybe be uncomfortable if we break up. What you do is when you go over Hinge, you're giving him the ability to say, have his cake and eat it too. He gets to hook up with you while also not making this relationship a priority that could, you know, that he's putting his job on the line or making his work life uh, could end up being awkward at some point because of this. So this is, all, this is, I haven't even gotten to the point yet where you want to be hired by this company. You're 10 days in. You need to be show people that you are a respectable adult and you are there to be working. You're not there because the first guy that talked to you and smiled at you, you're like, well, I guess this is, this is you know, I guess we're at a mixer now, a fraternity mixer. No, 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 no. Go to work. Do well at the job. Career first. There will be other guys that you're going to like. There's going to be other guys you're going to connect with. And I know this is your first. This might be your first job out of college. It is a weird thing when you get out of college and then you're in these workplace scenarios and you're like, wow, we're talking to each other like I would talk to someone that I would be dating. And it's like, yeah, but you're at a fucking workplace. So work first. You'll find other guys just as good as him, if not better. And I, I and if this does happen, let it be because he 
made the effort to do that with you, not make it easier and lazy for him over a dating app. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Um, let's do, okay. Let's do, is my boyfriend the Sultan of Swipes? So I started seeing this guy back in January pre-quarantine. We met on app, uh, did some typical dates, and quickly started hanging out a few times a week as people did. Once quarantine hit, we spent the first couple of weeks holed up together and made things official. Then he was somewhat unexpectedly relocated for work two hours away from me. Basically, he knew it was coming but expected it next year until the pandemic changed everything. We talked about it and decided to stay together and see where things go since we both agree we have an amazing connection. Now, it's been a little over a month since we've gone long distance, and it's not bad. We've had two visits. He drove to me once, and I drove there once. Plus, we text most days and try to FaceTime every couple of nights. For reference, we are older, 40-ish, both divorced for a couple of years, both with kids. He is super mature and shy and seemingly totally honest, trustworthy, reliable. He is self-admittedly pretty inexperienced with women dating and only had a one-hookup-style situation between his, between his, me, and his wife who he was with since college. I have dated a fair amount since my divorce, so I feel pretty well-versed in the guy's world thanks to Papa JT. You're welkies. And on that note, I think he's a good guy in every sense of the word, clear, consistent, attentive, and respectful. Now here's where I started to question my sanity and my analysis of the situation. I've realized that he's never stopped logging into Tinder, which I noticed because I was looking at his profile once early on and saw his location mileage had switched about 25 miles. As far as his, uh, as far as his home to his work. At first, he hadn't gone exclusive or anything, so I just kind of made a mental note. Then I was obviously intrigued, so I checked back here and there, only to see it switching often. And to be honest, it didn't bother me a whole ton because I feel secure in his connection with me. But, I mean, he's clearly still swiping. The thing is, I feel like he is totally into me. He has said so. And I'm into him. We're solid. He doesn't have many prospects during quarantine anyway. So what in the actual fuck? Boredom? Keeping his options open? Just taking a shit and rotating through his app? What do we think? I guess the real question is, is there ever a legit reasonable explanation for a guy to be in a relationship and still checking the apps? And what do I do with this information in long distance limbo? So I, there isn't. There's no excuse. You guys agreed to a relationship. The only excuse that I can drum up is that he doesn't realize he's still logged into the app, I guess. But I, I guess what you need to do is it's, again, what, what came before does not mean what comes after. What came before does not mean it will be true forever. So you need to say to him, hey, I saw something that I didn't necessarily want to see. I see that you're on the app. We're together. I And, you know, the response could be, so why are you signing into the app? You know, that's a liar's excuse. That's a liar's response. But what you can say to him is I would say, hey, I you know got curious. I saw that after we were seeing each other, you were still swiping. I could put it aside then. I think, but now I've seen you're on the app and we're together. What's the deal? And you have to say that to him. His answer is not going to be good. It's not going to be fun. But don't ask the question unless you want to get through this with him. Because don't make him in unredeemable. If, because if you're going to ask the question 
and then you're going to dump him, that's fine. I, I get why you would dump him. You go, hey, you've, you've, uh, you've, 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 I've lost trust in you. You're on dating apps while we're together. We're broken up. I totally understand that. You can ask why. He can give answers. But I would say don't go in with actually needing an answer because he's not going to be able to give one. If you want to work through this with him and you say, hey, when we're together, I feel totally great and I feel fulfilled by you and I want to see where this keeps going, but I can't be with someone who's on dating apps and let me know if, if uh, once you're off the dating apps and we can start talking again. Obviously, there's going to be a fight. That's okay. Obviously, there's going to be a discussion, but like you have to go in knowing that he doesn't have a good answer for this question. And if you're going to discuss it with him, you have to let him have some redemption because... And I don't think he's there looking to hook up. I, if you feel fulfilled by him, if you feel this is great, I do think these apps are somewhat addicting. I do think there is some boredom that play. Um, there's someone that could be listening or watching right now being like, being like, you fucking asshole. He's an asshole. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I believe that these apps are like drugs and it takes time to get off them. And you have to let them know, hey, I'm, I'm empathetic, but I'm not a dummy. I, I understand why you might be on there, but I need some sort of talk about this and we have to have a fight about this and then we have to figure it out how we're going to move forward. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I have no idea why I'm writing this, but fuck it. I'm 35 and who cares at this age? Am I right? I know... <laughs> I know that a previous write-in about a girl feeling degraded about her boyfriend wanting to come on her face has come up a couple of times. I had a similar situation, but I took it, no pun intended, very differently. I hit it off with a guy from Tinder. We got blasted at a high-end hotel bar, and we went back to his place. We had multiple uh, friends in common, and I verified he wasn't a psycho, so I went for it. He isn't the alpha type and possibly categorized me, uh, as nerdy, so when I asked him what he wanted in bed and he said to come on my face, it took me by surprise, but I was so turned on by him just being bold enough to ask for what he wanted without knowing me very well. I dove in head first. I actually felt empowered that I had finally reached that age when you just say what the fuck you want and let your innovations go. Anyways, just an alternative prospect perspective. If this comes up again, feather, feather. Um, so I got to say it's um, this I put the video on Instagram and it's come up a couple of times about the girl who felt degraded by the coming on the face. I guess I'll, I get, I get a chance to, I, I understand her perspective. You can feel however you want to feel about any sexual situation. My point in that response was to say, if you ask for, to say this, if you say to your partner, I want to fulfill your sexual desires. And then they say something to you and you say, that's degrading to me. They're going to they're gonna feel like you've just judged their desires. I do understand how someone could feel degraded by this. I, I also understand how someone could feel empowered by this. Both could be true. How you feel, I can't tell you how to feel. My point is to say that, and it, and it is interesting, the women writing in that are kind of looking over the fact that I did say in that response, you can do whatever you want, and also it's okay to say no to someone, they're looking over the idea that like men get put in this position where if they ask for something sexual, they are degrading or they are um, a weirdo. And it's like, I, and if you say that to a woman about her desires, 
you're uh, you're automatically the bad guy. I understand how that happens. I'm just pointing it out. And my point in that, and, and I, I do understand how you could be empowered by it. And, and I do think it's hot when someone's like, this is what I want. And you're like, wow, look at the honesty. Look at the confidence. That's a that's a great thing. So that's my response to that. I, I And I do understand how it got off topic because I wish I had explained it better in that response because I... You know, it sounds like I'm coming down hard on her. I'm not coming down hard on her. She could say no. But I'm trying to give this guy who, when you hear the word degrading from your girlfriend, you're like, oh, my God, I'm an animal. I don't know what to do. I, 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 And it's like now when he's really just trying to have a sexual discussion with his girlfriend who he hopefully respects. Let's do another email. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Two months ago, went on a hinge date, went well, had another date set up the weekend that quarantine was put into place in our city, continued to talk, but only, but a few days later, he flew back to New Jersey and has been there ever since. We kept talking, uh, texting long paragraphs, asking questions, etc., but tried to space it out because of the weird quarantine time. We didn't know how bad it was going to get. We just awkwardly kept acknowledging that fa- the fact that it was getting worse and worse and both knowing we won't see each other for a while. I know you would come back and say, do a FaceTime date to spice it up, start uh, start shows, etc. Out of the blue, he didn't answer my text and I let it sit a bit. Fast forward two months and, and I'm growing cobwebs and we still are in lockdown and just needed a pick me up. So I reached out to just uh, float my name around and potentially discuss going back to normal, seeing if he was still in New Jersey when I could see him next. Everything is back to normal, but there's still the looming awkwardness of the fact that we don't know when we'll see each other. Based on the text, there's definitely mutual interest, but I am more of an in-person get to know you, uh, get to know and would rather talk the about these things in person on a date with some wine. A girl can only dream. So I kind of want to say, hey, I know it's a weird situation, but would love to see you when this whole thing is over. We don't need to text the entire time, LOL. Is there a mature way to say we don't need to unnecessarily text and talk about our mundane days until we could set up another time to see each other without being offensive? How does one phrase that? I don't think you have to be so clear. I think it's okay to not answer a text. I think it's okay to say, hey, how you been? I think it's okay to say, I'm pumped to get on a date with you when we get back. I think all of those things are okay. I think keeping yourself, I understand the need to be like, I need to know if he's on the same page. You're never going to know for sure if someone's on the same page as you. You're just not. So you need to know what page you are on. What page are you on? You're on the, I want to get a date when we get back together. Okay, let him know that page. And then he can either find you on that page or he won't. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. This is a new opening. Hope you're staying positive and testing negative. Okay. I'm an avid listener. I need your expert perspective on this crazy scenario I'm currently dealing with. Before quarantine, I broke up with my boyfriend of six months. There had been building problems, most of which were due to him being six years older. And I realized despite how great of a guy he is, this relationship wasn't good for me. We had one phone call a week after the initial breakup, which was basically him trying to convince me he could change and make it work before I basically had to break up with him again. Fast forward two months. We haven't spoken since that phone call, and my sister woke up at 2 a.m. to a missed call from him yesterday. What could he have possibly been intending by calling my sister? 
Some think he was trying to call me and accidentally called her. That's a possibility. Others think he blocked uh, he blocked my number so he wouldn't drunkenly call me and was drunk enough to resort to calling my sister. That's a possibility. I think he meant uh, meant to call her because he knows I would tell her if I was having doubts. That's a possibility. It might have been uh, a total drunk dial, butt dial. There has been no follow-up from it by either of us. It seems crazy not to acknowledge the fact that him, uh, fact with him that he called my sister at 2 a.m. and I'm honestly really concerned about him now, but not sh- even sure how I would follow up from this. Curious to hear your thoughts and perspective. I, no, it's not crazy to say nothing. People make mistakes and a lot of times people want you to just like gloss over the mistake. Let's think of it this way. If I'm outside and I trip and fall, I want to get up and have no one see. If I trip and fall and someone goes up over me and goes, are, are you okay? How, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm fine. Get the fuck away. Let me, let me, let me, let me walk this off. The person that, there's a point where it's like you're over trying with somebody. Everyone makes a butt dial. Everyone calls someone that they shouldn't have called. Everyone makes a drunk dial. All of the reasons that you were presenting totally makes sense. I could see him calling the sister to get through to you. He, he deleted the number. I, all of those make sense. What doesn't make sense is you going up to someone who, who tripped and seems okay and going, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Should I call the hospital? Do you need, do you need assistance? And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking 35. I'll be fine. I, 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 I'm not crying on the, on the ground in pain. I had a moment where I lost myself. Now I'm back. Same for him. Let it go. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Let's go through the sponsors. I love the sponsors. You got to support the sponsors. They support the show. You support them. If their deal can help you, use it. You help me. There it is. Best Fiends. I'm addicted to this game. Great game. Find in the App Store or Google Play. It's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Quip. Now's the time to make good habits. Get your... Uh, Go to getquip.com slash JTrain to get your first refill free. Noom. If you want to get in shape, Noom can help you create better habits. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter. Now more than ever, ZipRecruiter is dedicated to getting you hired. If you're looking for a job, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. FabFitFun. The summer box is happening now. Customize your box and get $10 off at FabFitFun.com. Use code JTrain. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Are you ready? Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is about viral tweets. Every now and again, I get sent this tweet. And I in the other it happened the other day. I'm going to post it up here on the video. I get sent this tweet the other day and it's chur- because I'm in the charcuterie world. They send it, and they go, and the tweet is the same. It goes, charcuterie boards are just adult Lunchables. Okay. I I got sent this tweet, and I go, I've seen that before. I under, what, what, what? This, and they're like, and what, what we have to, and so I went and searched the exact phrase. You can go to advanced Twitter search, and I searched the exact phrase. Uh, charcuterie boards are just adult, adult Lunchables. Look at how much I'm scrolling right now. It, look at how much it comes up. That's right. You're not that. If you are out there s- serving up a, 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 a funny tweet 
charcuteries are just adult lunchables right now. It wasn't you. You're not that creative. You're late. If you think, and I see these all the time. What people seats want to uh, don't want to believe is that Twitter is that, and I see it now on TikTok. It's paint by numbers. I know exactly what tweet is going to do well and which ones will not do well. I can show you a thousand tweets where I'm like, oh. Hipster in Brooklyn, put with dating app, put with won't get back to your text. It is a, it's not very hard once you get the audience to keep putting out these things that will keep propelling the audience. So it is funny. I got sent a tweet. A guy wrote me this message. He's like, yeah, I think a lot of my tweets would go viral if I had the audience. And I put it up and it did fine. And it's like, dude, what a what a dismissal of everything that I put into my whole entire life to think, well, I put a these words together and, you know, if I was doing this, it would be fine. And it's like, go fuck yourself. All your fucking tweets about Lunchables being charcuterie, they fucking suck. They're not original. Go on, go on TikTok and copy someone else's video and then redo it a thousand times. That's today's charcuterie. Or that's today's coronavirus rant of the day. I got confused because it's all charcuterie stuff. You could send in yours to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's go to the charcuterie chat. I got this is a user generated one. Um, so I got sent this picture and I'm going to forward it. To uh, to put on the screen right now. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about people calling everything charcuterie. I got sent this. Look at this. It's it's a it's a um, uh, a shell of some sort. It is uh, chicken, sliced chicken. It's peppers. It's onions. It's limes. Yeah, it's a fucking fajita. You put a fajita on a wooden board and called it char- Mexican charcuterie. You're out of your fucking mind. Is that what's going on? Is that what's going on? We're just gonna put. Oh, there's a there's a, there's a beef patty and there's a tomato and there's a American cheese and there's ketchup and I'm gonna call it my hamburger charcuterie. No, 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 no. That's a fucking make it yourself cheeseburger. Oh, there's a hot dog. There's a bun. There's relish. Yeah, that's a fucking hot dog. You've put out a buffet. That's what you put out without uh, things to keep it heated up. You're not reinventing the game you are putting down a different plate than we're used to and so it looks good on an instagram post so let's get stop putting up your fajitas and telling me check out this mexican themed charcuterie it actually looks good this person was fooled oh it actually looks good no 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 it looked good when it was in the steaming pan that was sizzling all day long that's when it looked good not when you put it on a wooden board for it to get cold and for it to get for the peppers to get, you know, dried out. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do your quick hit questions. Hit the music, Shelby. Why do guys think it's okay to ask for nudes months after you've ended things? Ah, uh, because it's a they know you've said yes to their naked body before, so the no to nudes is it's uh, there's nothing to lose in asking because if you say no, okay, it's because of the breakup. It's not because you're not you were never attracted to them. 
My advice is to stop talking to these people and block them on everything. Don't even respond to the nudes ass. Just be like, oh, okay, this is what you were here for the whole time. Casual. I should have known that when we ended it before when you wouldn't get more serious. Now I know it for the future. Blocked. Could getting back with an old flame a year later actually work out? Didn't end on bad terms. It could work out, but just you have to keep the same standard you had when it ended. It ended because someone's standards wasn't being met. It has to continue above those standards. Do guys prefer girls who shave or wax down there? I, there's no answer to this. Guys like all types, doesn't matter what you're doing. I've hooked up with girls who had bush, and I was like, this is hot because they're going against like the, the normal thing. I've had girls that have been shaving or waxed, and I thought they were hot too, laser, all that deal. So you really can't guess. Whatever makes you feel hot is the answer. Fuck, marry, kill. Situationship, exclusive but not official. Talking. I would kill exclusive but not official. It's a fake title so that one person's feelings don't get hurt and another person can fuck around. Uh, Situationship, uh, I would uh, probably fuck situationship. At least it's a little bit more honest. It's a little bit more like, hey, would they, won't they? Where's this maybe going to go? I'd marry talking. That's the most fun part. It's the what, what the 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 beginnings of anything just are always fun. What's your favorite cocktail? Do you like Aperol Spritz? I like Aperol Spritz not every night. Um, I love a vodka soda splash of crayon in the lime. What's your favorite fruit? Uh, raspberry. That's the best fruit. The answer to the question is raspberries for everybody. There's no fruit that's better than raspberries. Sorry. No, no, no. There's a reason a single raspberry costs $5.99. It's because it's the best. Do guys' sex fantasies ever involve romance, like wooing their crush or just fuck? There's not, no. I've never had like, oh, you know, gone to the, the, the fair maiden's castle window and been like, will she come down? No. Do you think Trevor and Jamie from Listen to Your Heart broke up? Absolutely. What's the deal with your cute brother? He's out there. You just got to find him. Do you still follow the whacking off schedule now that you live with Jess? No, the whacking off schedule is totally different when you live with somebody. The, the old schedule used to go, it was, um, I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no whack Thursday, no whack Friday, no whack Saturday. And if you don't hook up, Sunday, three whacks. You go for the hat trick. Would you ever have your parents on the podcast? Probably not. It would be a lot of yelling. Why does an ex that still follows me on Instagram purposely not watch my Instagram stories? Why does an ex that still follows me on Instagram purposely not watch my... He probably muted you. He probably didn't want you his name showing up on your list and didn't want you to think farther along than you did. But look at this. Look where we are now. You thinking way too much into this. If it's affecting you, you should block. That's the answer to your question. Uh, most embarrassing story? Um, I don't know. It might be that I, you know, the poop. Oh, yeah, that's an embarrassing story. I don't know. I, 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 my most embarrassing story is that I'm afraid like 20 years from now, I'm like, yeah, I used to have this podcast that people listen to and I'm like an accountant. Would you rather give up coffee or alcohol? Coffee. I'm away on humanitarian aid with work, and I have been dear John. Advice. Ooh. 
So Dear John is um, Dear John is when you're away and your wife or your girlfriend sends you a letter that they've found someone else and they're leaving you. So my advice to you is is own that you've broken up. I would get on the phone with them, uh, try and talk it out, but have a breakup. Have a breakup that you can own too. Because that go, I got to imagine that's the hardest part is having someone write a letter to you or call you or email you and go, we're done. And it's like you don't get to have a word in that. So I would find a way to get on the phone, FaceTime, whatever. You, I know you're uh, doing humanitarian aid. Find a way to get on the phone to have your breakup the way you want to have it. Then own the breakup and try to like you know dig into your work. That's, that's really the only way to go. I, I don't think blaming the work is the answer because that's a really... That's a way you could go where you're like, well, if I wasn't here. No, 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 no. This relationship was fucked with or without your work. You need to own that and own the breakup. Sorry that happened. Do you read the emails before taping the show? You up, I read. J Train, I'll read about half. It depends. Never read the quick hits. Is it always a bad sign if a guy texting and initiating of hangout slows down? Yeah, it's a bad sign, but like to me... You noticing the slowdown is you not having your standards met. You should go, hey, where have you been? Call him out. I, you have to be not unafraid of losing a guy who's slowing down. Hey, what? Feels like I'm getting a weird vibe. I like this guy, Brad. Brad is an asshole. Can I get the Sultan of Screams to yell at me to st- so, I, so I stop? Well, I would stop using his name. I would stop, you know, instead of using his name... Refer to him as the things he does to you that makes you feel bad. Oh, the guy that ghosts me. The guy that doesn't answer my texts. The guy that watches my stories but doesn't want to hang out. When you refer to him in those terms, you're reminded as to why you shouldn't be interacting with him. Is there any truth to the phrase, not buying the cow if you get the milk for free? Um, I think there's some truth... I think it's the the saying could be changed. Like you're not buying the cow if the milk come anytime you want at your convenience. I think you at some point you have to go, hey, the milk takes, you only get milk if you take the cow on a date. You only get milk if, um, I don't, well, I, I don't like the ultimatum version of that. I would say, you know, Hey, I only, I only give milk to people who make an effort for me. I only give milk to people who call me and make me feel good about giving them the milk. And I think that's more when guys, you know, I think it's it's less from the buy. I don't like the cow example. It sounds bad. It sounds bad out of my mouth. It sounds very misogynistic, I, I assume. But I, I, I do understand. I think if you reverse the thing where the cow is more the owner of where they give milk it might help it why do guys get on dating apps before they're ready to date after a longer relationship because they want to fuck guys are ready to fuck before they're ready to be in a relationship uh do you believe in the saying if a guy likes you you'll know if he doesn't you'll be confused yeah i've said similar things on here um i think i think it's more um if you're confused you should ask for clarity and that's all that never be afraid to ask not a question but please some more whiny claire rants i need more belly laughs i think claire's the older bachelorette 
Best way to tell a friend that his girlfriend's ex is always around. He doesn't know they dated. Best way to tell a friend his girlfriend's ex is always around. He doesn't know they dated. I'd let him figure that out. I'd let him and his girlfriend deal with that. That's not your responsibility. Um, I would let them figure out how they're going to get through this. I, and I, I'm sure that girlfriend, if they're going to be serious, at some point we'll have to let them know. JTrainPodcast at Juma.com. We're here every Monday through Friday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.